From the brains behind Teal the Show, this is Teal the Podcast, your source for Jaguars news and analysis with NFL insider Mark Brunel and your host, Cole Pepper. We welcome you into Teal the Podcast. It's our first installment after a game here in the 2019 season, and I use that term very loosely. Mark Brunel, <laughs> watching the Jaguars against the Ravens, um, it, it, bring, it brought to mind when these big soccer clubs travel from Europe to the United States, and they bring along their big stars, and Messi will sign, or Ronaldo will sign autographs, and whatever, but then they put it the B team. It was the B team. It was Jaguars B. I sure that was in the B team. They look like the C team if there is one. It was uh, bad. It was really bad. So 29 nothing. but again, as I've said so many times, don't look at the score. Sometimes the score in the preseason will tell you the story. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, I think it tells a little bit of the story in this one in that uh, even when the Jaguars backups were in there against the, the Ravens backups, the Ravens backups played better than the Jaguars did. Right. Uh, but it really underlines how important it is for the Jaguars to stay healthy because right now, and again, guys can develop, but they don't got much behind that. Uh, their first, you know, apparently thirty-two players. Oh, there's no question, and, and and that was very revealing last night. I mean, the the lack of depth got exposed last night. It's out there now. You know, I think there was a lot of talk about it. There were some concerns, but we got to see it last night. And the concern is going forward. Listen, Cole, I don't care about the score. I don't care about the preseason game. Uh, I take a little issue of, of why more starters didn't play. But the real concern is uh, if something should happen to any of our starters, um, I think we're in trouble. That's what I saw last night. Um, so, yeah, going forward, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's a little frightening. It's a physical game. Guys do get hurt. There's no way we can get hurt as, as bad as we did last year. Um I can't imagine even that happening, but but uh, yeah, it, it brought up a lot of issues, and and uh, it, it is concerning. Was Doug Marone overcautious with not playing thirty-two guys? And again, some of those guys are injured. Cam Robinson, Marquise Lee, we knew they weren't going to play. Some guys a little dinged, maybe. Jawan Taylor, I guess, banged his knee at the end of the the, the practice session on Tuesday. They're being ca- certainly being cautious there. But a lot of these guys, it's fine. I mean, yeah. Chris Conley, uh, no injury that, that we're aware of. Uh, Clayus Campbell, veterans option. You know, Yannick Ngakwe. Like, I'm just surprised some of these guys didn't play a little Did bit. you say veterans option? Yeah. Is that a thing? No. Well, that's, you know, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> we used to I'll talk about... that was a thing. We oh, my to, goodness. We used to talk about that, and I... I th- so veterans option um, would be, you know, if the veteran one day after, you know, three or four two-a-days in a row, you know. I need a break. Hey, coach, I, uh, I, need, a break. I need a break. And it depends on the, the relationship, of course, it, with the coach. And the it's quality a, of the player. Yeah, and the quality of the player. But, you know, Clayus Campbell, certainly there's no, no question, question about quality there. But if he were to say, if he has a good relationship with Doug Marone, which I believe he does, uh, to say, hey, I need to. I need a break here. Yeah. Doug Brown say, okay. Well, you trust him. You trust or you, Calais. Or, or if you didn't have as good a relationship with the coach, it's, 
Oh, got a little tweak in the hammy. Right. Right at the end of practice. You come up with something. Last, last, last segment of practice. I just. See, the problem about doing that, listen, we, we've, we used to do these kind of things. The problem with that is, is that if you say, you know, I kind of tweaked. Well, guess what? Guess who's going to be in treatment? You're going to be in treatment. Yeah. And it's going to be on your day off, and they're going to make it as inconvenient for you as possible. So you got to be so how very you careful. Do it Take maybe, did you ever, first of all, <laughs> did you ever do this with Tom Coughlin? No, actually, I didn't. I, I, I can honestly say I didn't. I thought about it because it would be easy for me to say, Coach, shoulders a little, little tight, you know. Um, but the thing with Tom is if you had any injury, if you had anything as real minor, obviously you were coming to treatment and it, you know, you're coming in on your day off or, or, or whatever, after practice, before practice, Treatment is, is, is inconvenient, you know? Um, so, no, I didn't, I didn't pull it. And, I, and honestly, I, I felt a responsibility like, you know, I'm quarterback of the team. I can't do that, you know? Now, I will say in my latter years post-Jaguar, <laughs> when I was, you know, a backup um, uh, at the end, you know, there, there were a few moments where, where uh, uh, I might have just, um, oh, what's the word, exaggerated a, a, a twinge or uh-huh. something like that. Anyway. Yeah, it's a it's an old veteran move, but you got to be careful. You got to be very smart. Yeah, about you it. can't just throw it around. No, 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 you got to no. you got to pace yourself mm-hmm. on that. Um, that being said, and you asked is, the question if if Doug Moore was being too cautious. Was he Here's being overcautious? Answer. I think he was. Listen, the, we're not the Patriots. We haven't played together a bunch. I, I you know, it, it's not like listen, we they're a team that went five and eleven last year. Um, and maybe I'm a little bit too old school, but I think games, week one of preseason, I think games have value, you know? Um, there's something different about a game that you can't, that it's different than practice, it's different than scrimmages, regardless of how many years you've been around, and, and uh, there's just something about getting out there and performing. Doug said it, you know, you heard it, and we've all heard it, this is a performance-based business. Well, you know what, actually it's a, it's a performance-based business on game day, I, I believe. I think you play your guys. Do you think Gardner Minshew would have been better if he had, if he had Chris out there? Absolutely. Sure. You know, and now we have concerns about our, our quarterback. Is he the right guy? Do we have to look elsewhere? You know, gosh, he struggled. He didn't have anybody in there, but so it's hard to evaluate him. He didn't have uh, really any guys to work with. So I, just, I think you create more problems than you, than you fix and something like that when you're not playing your guys. I do want to talk about Gardner Minshew because 7 of 14, two helmets knocked off, <laughs> um, no, no turnovers. Great. I actually thought for the situation he was put in, number one, I don't think he was put in a situation to succeed with offensive linemen who aren't the main guys yep. and, and a lot of whom who haven't played. They had A.J. Can at center. You know, guys playing in different positions, they're experimenting, I get it. And without... Several of the top receivers, um, no D.D. Westbrook, no uh, Chris Conley. They did have D.J. Chark in there, mm-hmm. um, did have Keelan Cole available, um, did have Jeff Swain, the, uh, who tight we end. assume is going to be the starting tight end right. for this team. But I didn't think he was put in a position to succeed. I actually liked some of the things I saw from Gardner from a decision-making standpoint and from a processing standpoint. Looks like he's process. That was his first... And it's not full speed. It's preseason full speed. Right. But that was the first time he was out there in that kind of scenario where he could get hit. I thought he processed pretty well. Yeah. I, I uh, um, First time out, 
you're right, not in a position to succeed. Didn't have a really good supporting cast. Um, I thought his, when you say process, I say decision making. Yes. They're one and the same. He made good decisions with the ball. As I looked at it, I, from my, from what I could see, he went to the right place. Yes. You know, um, had some open receivers. I was a little disappointed in the accuracy and sometimes the arm strength. Agreed. Um, okay. Uh, I'm not so concerned about a quarterback that struggles either in decision-making, accuracy, arm strength, or, or, or whatever, you know, in the first preseason game. But what I want to see is in the second preseason game, I want him to respond and mm-hmm. just play better, whatever that looks like. But you nailed it. He took care of the ball. I have real concerns if a quarterback is not taking care of the ball. Right. Um, and hey, we didn't see that. We paging, saw that with the other guys. Paging Tanner Lee, paging yeah. Alex Magoo. No, yeah. no question. Um, he took care of the ball and probably learned a lot. Speaking from experience, he learned a lot. His first time out, uh, he didn't seem overwhelmed. Uh, I, he's got a little swagger about him, some toughness, which is great. I like the Fu Manchu. It's different. <laughs> I think this is a, a backup quarterback that the city will embrace and a lot of fun. Uh, all that is just... Fine and dandy, but if you can't play, we don't care about your mustache, and we don't care about how tough you are, and your helmet falling off with your bandana and all that, you know, all that stuff. You got to be able to play, you know, because that stuff's great right now. But you know, get through this preseason. Uh, we want to see something, and I think we will. Uh, Seven of fourteen in the first preseason game, not bad. Yeah, eh, not you bad. Gra- you grade it. A rookie sixth-round pick yep. who starts the first preseason game. You grade it on a curve, don't Absolutely. you? Absolutely. I mean, this no is question. not. If that's a performance in Week Seven of the, in the NFL, you go, oh, that's yeah. not good enough. You got to go. But you grade it on a curve in, uh, in this scenario against a very yep. good uh, Ravens defense. Uh, who else stood out to you? I'll throw out a couple names who popped for me. Running back Armstead. I thought Armstead did as well. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I um... the numbers weren't great, but you with the eye test. To me, he was decisive and he was physical. Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. I watched the, I watched the game with, with my high school team over on Episcopal's campus last night. So I didn't see every play in detail. I was kind of babysitting them and making sure they were behaving. Uh, and so I didn't, but the plays that I saw, physical, quick, I, I, just, I just liked what I saw. Mm-hmm. He ran hard. Yep. Um, he ran like a rookie is supposed to. Maybe that maybe that's the best way to yeah. put it. Run you know? like there's nothing to lose. Yeah, like, here we go. I'm yeah. in the NFL. Let's let's you know. He didn't seem timid. He mm-hmm. seemed pretty tough. Hit the holes. Uh, I like that. And then of course Revis on the other side of the ball. I was I was impressed with. He, he was everywhere. Those are my two guys. Right? Who I thought. Yeah, Revis. I thought looked like a varsity defensive back playing yeah. with the JV. He was. He made plays everywhere. He was physical in his tackles. He was cleaning up other guys' messes. Yep. I like um, it. The I problem thought, is. That was it for the game. That was it. That was it. It yeah. was it was Armstead. It was Revis. That that was it. But okay. Yeah. All and right. obviously, you like the Keelan Cole return for the touchdown that was yep. called back. You see that. I'm not sure. The interception was 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 really impressive. I thought. Uh, so yeah, th- th- there were some moments. Mm-hmm. So let's put the game behind us because what's really important now is what comes next. It's a great question. And the Philadelphia Eagles come in on Thursday. Is Doug Marone going to play these guys? Not only, I mean, it, and he mentioned it in his post-game press conference. He he admitted he's sort of been shell-shocked by these injuries. He knows that they don't have depth. He knows this is a team that does have margin for error with injuries. It was an extreme case last year during the season. But he's trying to, doing everything he can to guard against that. And if you have been paying attention to how things have been going in camp, 
in terms of um, the intensity of the practices, mm-hmm. the length of the practices. It's only one a day. They're moved into the morning. It's not in the heat. This is a 180-degree turn right. from Doug Marone's first training camp where it was as close to a Camp Coughlin as you can get in this day and age. Right Now, this makes some of Jack Del Rio's training camp practices look like they were rough and tumble. Well, let me ask you. Doug Marone's first training camp as a head coach of the Jaguars was tough, right? No you doubt. You just mentioned it. Yeah. Team went to the AFC Championship game. Yes. I, do I have the, that correct? That is correct, Mark. The next year, uh, I, f- I think I remember Doug Marone saying something like, hey, we, we, if we want to get better, we got to work. And, it, you know, it, it was equally as physical, equally tough. Not quite as physical. They didn't pound quite as much, but it was still... Um, yeah, it was I, in the camp practices, mm-hmm. it was didn't it was maybe didn't approach the games quite the same, but it was, certainly wasn't a hundred eighty degree turn. So you have two pretty physical, demanding training camps. One you go to the AFC, AFC Championship game. One you go five and eleven. Mm-hmm. So now what do you do? You right. know, w- w- yeah. what do you do? I mean, you you change your you change your mind mindset, and you really back off for fear of injuries. Listen, I get it, and this is gonna this is gonna sound crazy, okay? Um, with Episcopal, my team, I'm afraid to do full tackling because I know if, if, if I do, the more I do full tackling, line drills or whatever, half line, whatever, whatever a physical where you're taking, you're tackling a ball carrier mm-hmm. and you're taking them to the ground. If I get just one or two guys hurt on my team, listen, we, we could be done. It affects us drastically. I have a feeling that's kind of what Doug Marone's thinking right now. At least that's the way it looks. And to find that balance for me would be trying to find that. If I'm Doug Marone, it would be maddening. Because I'm old school. I know I got to play. I know I got to get those guys out there together and play tackle football mm-hmm. together under the lights. I know I have to do that. But yet, oh, I can't. All right. Is it different? <laughs> is it different in a, in a week where you have not had two combined practices. And again, this week with the Eagles, the Eagles aren't coming in early. There's no combined practices. So the Jaguars... I, Doug Marone talked about the kind of work that was done in those two sessions, Monday and Tuesday, with the Ravens. He said that they got a lot of good work yeah. done there. Without that, is your hand forced? And secondly, a home game where here are your fans... Is your hand forced a little bit? I think it is. I mean, imagine if he gets to the other side of the second preseason game and it's the same approach where he doesn't play anybody. Let's say 25 guys instead mm-hmm. of the 32 aren't playing. Yeah. And let's say it's ugly. You kind of see the same kind of thing. The backups, Gardner Minshew, just the same kind of thing. He's going to get hammered by the fans and the media. Yes. Right? Yes. I mean, hey. Absolutely. I think you, you sort of go, listen, we all made fun of it. I, I had a tweet during the during the early stages of that game in Baltimore. Hey, I'm really looking forward or to the, the Jaguars th- opening up the preseason. Yeah, I saw team. that. I like that. Right? So, I mean, it's not. This is again. It was Jaguars B. So, but if it happens again at home, and you know the fourth preseason game is going to be a throwaway, well, yeah. now what? So now we're now. It used to be the fourth preseason game is a throwaway. Now it's first and fourth. Mm-hmm. We don't even know what's going to happen. But we know the fourth. Yes. We don't know what's going to happen the second, third. I'll tell you this, though. If Nick Foles goes out there and he gets hurt, 
We are done. Yeah. We're done. And that's nothing against Gardner Minshew. He's a rookie six-round pick. But if that happens in week one, you're We're done. done. We're done. Right? So, I mean, I, like, I understand being cautious. But I, I want, is, is there too much caution being played here? I just, yeah, it's a very fine line, and you, it's all going to be judged based on 2020 hindsight. Yeah. Because once you get through the preseason, like, you can still go out there and get hurt now. There's no question. You can get hurt at any time. Yeah. At any place, in a practice, in a warm-up. I mean, it could happen. I mean, you just... And I think you realize that, but you, you just go forward and get your team ready as best as you can. This is pro football. I was listening to Tommy McManus on the radio, and, and he was saying all the same. I said, "You got to, you got to play. You got to play." And I'm not saying you're playing four quarters of every preseason mm-hmm. game, but I've always liked, and it's been consistent that you know, the, if if you're the starting offense, one series in the first quarter, right? Second game. Play the first quarter. Play the first quarter. Third game, you go. You play one series into the third. Fourth, you don't do a thing. Mm -hmm. All right. There's nothing wrong with that. It's perfect. It's plenty of work. And when you're a new quarterback, Mm -hmm. even though and with a new system, for even though you are familiar with the system, but this group of offensive players has not performed together in a game in this system yet. Yeah. Uh do you need more time than you would have if that, you know, in 1999, you didn't need much to get ready because it was all the same guys from the year before yeah. with whom you'd had success. You know, you, you've got every, basically everybody back. Yeah. Uh, you didn't need that much to get ready. Yeah, but, you know, I, I didn't need that much, but I needed a, you know, and I played for Tom, so I was going to get it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you, you certainly can't just show up in regular season. Right. You've got to have something at least competitive more than one series, more than even a quarter. Um, because while while I had some experience and we were together and we had success, I still hadn't done it for seven months, eight months. Mm-hmm. You know, since this January and here it is August or September. Um, I don't know. I just, th- I just put so much value into a game situation. And some guys will say, well, you know, you could do it at practice. No, you can't. I, to me, I couldn't. I, that's probably the best way to put it. I needed game time. I needed to be out there. Yeah. So I, anyway. All right, so which drives me to my next topic here, which is what should the NFL season look like? Right now, 16 regular season games played over 17 weeks and four preseason games. What do we really need? I like it like it is. Do you? I really do. Even with what we saw... In Baltimore, you know, I, yeah, I do because as as bad as that was, as bad as that looked, the backups got a lot of work. True, and if you don't have any depth, there's no better way to get them ready than the throw of the. I know the optics were bad; it was ugly. I didn't watch the fourth quarter. I went to sleep. I couldn't take any more <laughs> of it. But if you don't have depth and you know it going in. That was ideal. I wouldn't change a thing. Really? I wouldn't change a thing. I don't care what coaches say. That's just me. Um, no, coaches probably want more preseason games because it gives them more chance to You know, I, guys. I saw um, Kyle Shanahan says, you know what, ideally, uh, two. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, probably most coaches are different. Some would say, I don't know, six, two, whatever, four, like it. I, I would do four. 
Um, part of the reason is too, and this is going to sound crazy, but it's not just you. You get a chance when four preseason games to watch everybody else, specifically mm-hmm. the teams that you're going to play. You have more time to prepare for that opener. You get to find out really what your team is about over the course of that time. So when I, when I think of preseason, I'm not just thinking of how many games. I'm thinking about how many weeks I have to get my team ready to evaluate us, to evaluate another team. Um, I want as much time as possible. I want some build up to when I get to the to week one. I am already ready for the most part for my first for the month of September. For me, I think you could easily be ready for the preseason with three games, including the backups, because of the way. Fair enough. It, yeah, the way that, that we talk about it now. Yeah, it doesn't balance the right way with scheduling and so forth. And the NFL loves to have things well and balanced, and so maybe. That's why you're hearing a lot of these two preseason games. My, I've talked about this for quite a while. I think if you have three preseason games and the first one is always at a, at a home site, you know, at, at, a, at an NFL stadium, mm-hmm. the second one always at an NFL stadium, the third one, especially now that you have only one roster cut, yeah. the third one, where you're not, which would be the final preseason game where you're not going to play that much anyway uh, of your starters, Play that at a different site within your area. So play it in Gainesville, or play it in Orlando, or you know. So this this will help from a marketing standpoint to get your team out to other areas. Hmm. Um, you know, if you're, I don't, I and I haven't gone specifically to you know to to look about this, but I think it's accurate that there is a sizable major college football stadium within. 50 or 75 miles of, of every, every franchise. NFL franchise. Really? So go and play that. Even if, you know, the Jaguars have been trying to get more in Orlando. When they drafted Blake Bortles, they made a concerted effort with their marketing to try to bring Orlando into it. I'm not sure that that has continued, <laughs> and I'm not sure how successful it was. But if you played a preseason game every year there, um, this is sort of like the Green Bay Packers who used to play a game Milwaukee. every year in Milwaukee. I played a game in Milwaukee, a few of them actually. Did you play in the Old County Stadium? The Old County on, Stadium. Where, every, where both teams were yeah. on the same sideline? I can remember we were playing the Minnesota Vikings and, and I was standing pretty much on the 50. I was on the 49 and Brad Johnson, who was a backup quarterback back then, he was on the other 49. We're just kind of <laughs> hanging out talking, sitting in the back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shoulder to shoulder, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, that's a that's an unusual occurrence oh, yeah, because of the way that that stadium was configured. But and you don't have to play in a baseball stadium. There are enough football stadiums mm-hmm. where I think you could do this. Uh, you know, in the third preseason game. Um, now, scheduling becomes an issue with college teams and whatever. I get it. Right. But I don't think we need four games to to give the backups some experience. The backups are never going to get enough experience in the preseason. True. It doesn't matter how many. They're backups for a reason. They're only going to get better in, in, if they get pushed in, in into the games in the regular season. But the veterans don't want to play game after game that don't matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or that don't count. The old saying, they, they don't count, but they do right. matter. Right. I'd like to see it move to that. I, just, I don't think it's, there's a chance it's going to be three because I think it throws everything off from sure. a, a balance standpoint. Yeah. Something's probably going to change. What that looks like, I don't know. But if it's they been add, this way for some time now. If they add a regular, if they add two regular season games, 
this is the other thing that people talk about. Well, the, right now there are 20 games. Four of them are preseason. Mm-hmm. If it goes to 2-18, and 18, that's more exposure for players for injury. Mm-hmm. And the talk has been, well, then you maybe have it so players can only play a maximum of 16 games mm. within that 18, which means you'd have to expand rosters, which would mean more jobs, which the Players Association would be for. Uh, and then, and I don't know if you would have to say, well, everybody but the quarterback can, you know, because do you want to go to a game that matters with your team forced to play a backup quarterback? Probably not. You imagine taking your kid. We're, this is the one Saints game we can afford. Yeah. And this is the one we're going. You show up and Drew Brees is on the side. Yes, and wearing a ball cap, right? <laughs> wearing a ball cap. Yeah. Like, ah. Oh. Anyway, that, that conversation will certainly yeah. be continuing as the new collective bargaining agreement. Uh, negotiations approach. All right. Uh, Thursday, we'll have a football game in the stadium right here in Jacksonville. Pretty exciting, actually. I know last night wasn't a lot of fun to watch this thing, but the fact that football's back, you know. Changes every week the city, we have, doesn't it? We, has, we have something to look forward to, mm-hmm. uh, something to cheer for, something to complain about, and, you know, it's, just, it's great. <laughs> it's so fun. You love that something to complain about. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you can check out Teal the Podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. It'll come right to your phone right after we post a new episode every week. In the regular season, we'll be doing a couple of episodes a week. You'll get even more Jaguars content right here. And as always, you can find Teal the Podcast on the sports page on news4jacks.com. For Mark Brunel, I'm Cole Pepper. Thanks so much for listening to Teal the Podcast.